Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show, and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Hey, this morning, maybe in subsequent podcasts, I don't know how this is going to go down, you're going to hear a lot of weird noises, maybe in the background. <laughs> yes. We are trying something new for our family dynamic, um, because we've put out the help and Al hasn't flown down from Canada. Um, nobody has come from other states to watch our child for two hours um, on, so a, that we on can, a Wednesday morning. So that we can um, record, record this here podcast. And professionally. And I have been very mad about the level of sound <laughs> that happens and the interruptions and all sorts of stuff. And you oh, know what? Yeah. We're just going to go. You were saying you were mad at people. I was like. Don't be mad at no, it. No, well, not them for not driving down Got here. it, got it, got it. But just in general, because I like to have a certain level of professionalism. Y- you in do. everything that I do. Yeah. If this podcast does not sound professional, it isn't Bubba's fault, because and it if drives it were me up to nuts. him. It- <laughs> Anyways, we have, just so everybody knows, it's 9,000 degrees <laughs> It's 9,000, and I'm just going to leave that cough in. It's 9,000 degrees here in Texas. It's very warm. The back door's open. PJ's yes. out there in a diaper on the on the, in the back. He has a shirt on, too. Oh, does he? Okay, yeah, nice. I don't want to get sunburned. And, and he's playing in a bowl of water. The dogs are here. It's he, trash day. You might hear a trash truck or two. Our neighbors yeah. just got a dog. Oh, uh, yeah. I, that dog. Guys, it's the Wild West out here. We live in Texas. What are you going to do? <laughs> Well, it's either we keep the door open and let the baby roam free range for a little while, or he screams at me the entire time. Which he is very wont to do. So so we're trying something a little bit different today. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. It's an experiment. So you're along for the ride with us. But for our brand new listeners, whomever you are, I can promise you this is not how it has always been. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. When we started this podcast, um, yeah, we had a quiet house when we recorded. So it was glorious. Just not, it's just not the case. And um, Looking so back we, on we have four kids. This is my, my introduction of myself, What's sort of, and us. We have four children together who's, here. Who's, who's your name is? My name is Anna. And, um, so, so the four kids range from nine, almost 10, his, his birthday's almost coming up here. Oh yeah. Um, down to like 15 months. So, um, we have a really big gap between the first three and that last one. Yep. And it's going to be a hot minute before he is old enough to go to school. It's so very, well, so you were starting to like watch. In Kanto, like 45 times a day. So like that kind of is a uh-huh. thing. That's like his white noise. He fell asleep last night on the couch to Encanto, the sing-along version of last it. Last night? Oh, when I, yeah. I, I was working. Yeah. So, well, the sing-along version is the same, 
It's the same exact movie, just has like, like I, captions. Disney started doing that with Encanto, I guess, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I love it. It's it's better than just the um, captions because oh, yeah, because they're done so that you can sing along. And the captions don't tell me when to sing. I'm yeah. I mean, like we all want to sing along anyway. I'm, and glad, also, I'm glad they did this. Just kind of want to know what all the words are. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, who are you? Hey, my name is Bubba. Like I said, at the very top of the show, and I'm one of the founding members here at Love Thy Nerd, which is an organization that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. And we do that so many ways. One, just one of the ways is this here podcast where we try and find the middle ground most of the time, as many times as we are able between nerd culture and church culture. And here at Love Thy Nerd, we count a win as being able to create a, create a conversation or start conversations in that middle space and in some way, shape, or form change any preconceived notions that the church may have about nerd culture and that nerds may have about church culture. So that's really what we do here at LTN. I am a full-time nerd culture missionary. That means uh, Jaboy is fundraising. Right. So when I tell people time. that, they're like, but what does that mean? Yeah, no, so, what's his real job though? Yeah. Like which I got asked when I had a real job. <laughs> uh, when I worked for the church for 12 years. So hmm. um if you want to be a part of that and partner with Anna and I and, and our family and um you can do that. I almost said exclamation point partner. We're not on Twitch right now. That's not how that works. Um, I do stream on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, twitch.tv slash Bubba underscore LTN. But you can simply go to lovethynerd.com slash Bubba, B-U-B-B-A, and find out more about it. And I'd love to schedule a meeting with you and talk to you and do all sorts of stuff. I have a lot of meetings with people who are just like, hey, I just want to, I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. I had another one scheduled yesterday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're so popular. Well, I leave my my schedule, my calendar open. I know for that kind of stuff, and I I've never had that access to anybody in any kind of upper echelon. Like even even when I worked for for the church, like I didn't have that kind you of access. Just pencil yourself into no. somebody's calendar I, to to our pastor's calendar. No way. Yeah. I'd well, have to catch him in in the hallway or his office or something like that. Maybe it means you need more things to do. Yeah, I need to be less accessible. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm currently. That's, that's what we're talking about this <clears throat> podcast. <laughs> I yeah right. No, I am, we're not. I am currently the uh, acting CEO as our CEO. I'm just acting. It's fine. Our current CEO is uh, he's away on sabbatical, getting the much much needed rest um, for his for his body and his soul and for everything, and should be back at the beginning of what's next month May. Should be back May the first. Yeah. May the first be with you. Hey. May the first make Chris be with you. On May the first. Okay. That sounded weird. That's fine. Uh, Well, okay. So usually we do this little segment at the end of the show. We're moving it around a little bit because we wanted to talk about it a little bit. We got a puppy in um, what? Early December? Can't remember. Yeah. She was born in September. Uh, Oh, no. We had her by Thanksgiving, didn't we? Sure. Can't remember. I'm just going to agree with anything you say because I don't. It was December. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, she, she chews so many things. And so. Well, her teeth are falling out left and right, man. Yeah. Her little baby so teeth. So Sylvie ate my dot, dot, dot. That's something we usually talk about. This week, 
Sylvie ate my shoes, my only pair of flip flops. Yeah, your, by your the sandals. Way. So now I have to go and get more flip flops, which I mean, I probably needed. I needed them anyway. Well, no, she ate my good ones. <clears throat> yeah, those, She's those were both of my pairs of flip flops now. Those um, are the good ones. But beyond just the flip flops, um, she is a, a type of dog that steals things and hides them places. So um, between her and PJ, you know, everybody's bed underneath their bed. Um, when we move furniture around in our houses, we all find dust bunnies, right? Like it's kind of gross underneath least, yes. everybody's bed. If you can't admit that, I don't know if we should be friends. Um, yeah, I feel like I would be happy if it were just dust bunnies. Well, it is not just dust bunnies under our bed. Not in our house. Like or our couch or anywhere. PJ, when he's on our bed, he goes onto like the little headboard area where we put stuff. Yeah. And usually, especially electronics, like all of our ear pods, Apple watches, anything that we charge up there, he plays with all of it and then he dumps it like it falls in a crack down below the bed, like a crack between the mattress and the headboard. Which I feel is wider than it ever needs to be. Well, it just we just need to push the bottom of the bed toward the headboard. It's a great idea. But it's kind of like the couch eats things. It's it's very similar. Um, so between him dumping all of our electronics down there mm-hmm. and Sylvie stealing the most random things and not just the stuff you don't want. Like she takes things you want. Yeah. And she goes underneath the bed and she hoards them. It's it's her treasure to her her like her treasure trove. Yeah. She's a dragon. Maybe. Yeah. You know, our little or puppy dragon. Ariel, like a mermaid, you know, oh, she's yeah. got her, uh, anyway. So, her you know, you, you pull the mattress, like, you know, and the, and the box spring out and look underneath there. And it's just like, it's like Christmas kind yeah, it's of a time capsule. Just all this stuff. Absolute time capsule. That they have taken under there and hidden. It yeah. is ridiculous. And so it's this, this episode or this, this, not this episode, this, this little bit that we do here, this segment could be Sylvie ate my, or PJ stole my, because there, I feel like they're cohorts. Uh, we're missing an Apple remote that I'm an Apple TV remote that I don't think we're ever getting back. It went, it went to wherever the left sock goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just gone, gone forever. It's gone. Um, here's a scary thing. Yesterday, I had PJ in the childcare room at the church because uh-huh. I was doing a little bit of work. Okay. Uh, he started dumping toys in the trash. So we oh, have officially no. reached that. Yep. Peach. Yep. Sabot- it's getting scary Saboteur. up in here. Dude, don't make me dig through the trash. So please. anytime I lose my keys, I think about digging through the trash, but anytime I lose my keys when I have a toddler, you just cry. I I I absolutely one hundred percent dig through that trash. I will go through a whole Dang dumpster. It. Yep. Can we put a lock on the trash can? Like, is that? Oh, and he figured out how to open the door and get out into the yard by himself. So to we have to fair, keep the door locked all the time. That one's on us. Mainly me because I got that the little 
handles that you can just pull down. Which I like. They're great. I like it because when I have too many things in my hands as I'm trying to leave the house, which is a normal occurrence. You just use your butt. Well, it's easy to open, but yeah, easy for the for the kids. And and we got those levers on all the other doors too because Levi used to actually lock, lock himself, himself into rooms. That's and, exactly why we and got he him. Couldn't re- he couldn't figure out how to twist the doorknob. <sighs> and I remember him locking me out. Like I'm room. standing outside of his window trying to yep. walk him through how to unlock the door so I don't have to call an emergency service. I have a very vivid memory of that right um and so it's but it's a double-edged sword i guess here yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh anyway pj stole my sylvie ate my stay tuned um keep your dials right here um on, on the church podcast because i promise you it's gonna be a weekly thing we oh, don't even have to yeah. be like oh man what was it this week it's like which one do we pick do this you think week sylvie's getting a little better I don't know. <clears throat> One of the things that we, we didn't put on here is our, like our church's Easter is imminent. Yeah. Okay. So like this podcast is going to re- release on Good Friday. Three days later, Jesus is rising from the grave. Um, Sunday is coming. All that good stuff. And so we have these these little wooden forks that we're handing out to everybody because we're doing a meal with our church on you know Christmas. Nope. Uh, on Easter, Easter dinner, Easter supper, Easter lunch, whatever you want to call it. And that's what we're using to invite people to church. Uh, Sylvie's like, Hey, I really appreciate you guys bringing all these things home so I can Mm -hmm. eat them. Mm-hmm. Cause she's just shredding. She she finds them and she chews them up. Right. And she'll just leave them. Plastic forks. Yeah. That's true. To be fair. So all that to say, ain't gonna be no shortage of things to talk about in this segment. So buckle up. And hey, you know what? If you've got things that your dogs and or kids are hiding or destroying or whatever, please tell us about them and we will talk about them right here in the opener of our show. You can send us an email, churchnerds at lovethynerd.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at churchnerdsltn, or just uh, find us on social media or anywhere else that you know us personally. And we'd love to talk to you about that. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because today on our show, we are going to be talking about, dude, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like I haven't come up with a title for this episode yet, but we're going to be talking about like, I don't know how to spell that. that. That's not going to work. I don't know how to spell it. We're going to be talking about church corruption. I think that's a good way to put that. Yeah, and it's giving me the nod. Church corruption. Um, specifically looking at the Hillsong documentary that just came out on Discovery Plus, as well as the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, all that and more right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. This week in Nerdy News, this is LTNN. LTNN. 
Snap is launching a new Snapchat lens that can help you learn American Sign Language, ASL. It's called ASL Alphabet Lens, and Snapchat is launching it in partnership with SignAll, a company that has built technology that can translate sign language. A blog post on SNAP's website says, led entirely by deaf and hard of hearing team members here at SNAP called the Defengers, the ASL alphabet lens teaches you to fingerspell your name, practice the ASL alphabet, and play games to put new skills to the test. If this sounds like your thing, try it out. And if you find yourself enamored, you can bump it up with SignAll's Ace ASL app, now available on both iPhone and Android. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And if you found us anywhere else other than LTN Radio at LTNOnAir.com or on the Live 365 app, thank you. If you don't know where to find us, please go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, I don't know, places. Right. If you're listening live and you want to hear more, we are on a lot of other things. So many places. Listening live? I don't. Honestly, you I, and I, are I the only, only ones listen that listen to Spotify. Live. It's kind of where I'm at. But we're in so many other places. Like it's, it's just important to know. And if you can't find us in any of those spaces, you can always go to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds. And the latest episode will be right there with some really cutesy little buttons at the top of the page where you can... Subscribe on your platform of choice or just RSS. Like if you've got a third party aggregator or whatever that you use. Hey, look, we're here for you, bro. Like we got this. Don't worry about it. But I just recommend going to the website. It's kind of easy. And then when you're there, um, look at every absolutely every single other thing that we have on the website. Because it was a lot of work. So thanks. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Maybe hey. you should pick certain portions of things to pitch instead uh, of, all of it. pitching yeah. the entire website 100%. every single week. And if you don't look at all of it, I will know. Okay. And Jesus will know. It anyway. Will, even if I don't, he will. Uh, what we're we talking about? Oh, hey, today, <clears throat> speaking of corruption, um, we are going to be talking about church corruption and specifically, I will say specifically instigated by the latest documentary from Discovery Plus. I always want to say Disney Plus, but that ain't it. It's Discovery mm. Plus. <clears throat> Everything is a plus now. <clears throat> Except Google Plus. That's not a thing anymore. Rip. They started what? the whole thing and they're not around. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so the the documentary, if you haven't seen it, um, it's, I mean, it's worth a watch. It's not the only thing of its kind. Um, well, so about what a year ago, maybe there was a podcast, ah. um, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. And um, <coughs> that's similar in nature to this documentary 
like expose kind of thing about Hillsong. And the reason that it's similar is because sadly, it's a similar story. Yeah. Um, And that's a little bit what we want to talk about. Like, why do we see patterns like this? Um, So there have been some really, it's sad to say that almost anywhere you look, you can find a church scandal. Like they are there. They are there a plenty. Some notable ones have been Mars Hill. Um, And if you haven't listened to that podcast, definitely recommend that. Give it a listen. I do. I do recommend that. And before we get into like too much of these, like getting into like names and situations general or otherwise, it is important to know that every documentary is going to be researched, right? So like there are going to be things that come out in a documentary that you may not have known. Mm -hmm. What we need to understand is that the same way if somebody did a documentary of your life, or even if somebody interviewed you, there is a story and a narrative that they are trying to tell, right? Like there's a point that they're trying to, there's a bias that they have. Right. I am not making margin or room or uh, creating leeway for the things that happen because they happened and they're bad. It is worth noting that there are people in every one of these congregations, there are people that were on staff on every one of these ministry teams that love the Lord with every piece of their heart mm-hmm. um, that d- did not, that were not complicit with what was happening. And the reason that a lot of these things are starting to crumble around these people is because people like them were on the inside, <clears throat> were able to see things firsthand and are speaking up and out against them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a huge fan of throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. Um, where we just t- completely malign everybody aligned with that organization. Case in point being the Mars Hill documentary. Uh, I say documentary as a podcast, but it's basically documentary style. Um, mm. I personally know people that were well, on that, that staff. that what they call it? Long form documentary. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I personally know people that were on that staff, and that's not a flex for like, oh, look who I know. But I've had conversations with them about it. They, they didn't listen to that podcast until I started talking with them about it. And then we came back several months later and they had so much to say. It was cathartic. It was, um, very emotional. They, they agreed with a lot of things and didn't agree with a lot of things that were said in that, uh, in that podcast. And so it's, it's important to, to take all of that in and add it to the framework when right. we're thinking and listening. I mean, about anytime these you're <laughs> my uh, brother-in-law and my sister <laughs> were um, trying to get onto Lego masters. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and one of the things that they were like in that process, trying to prepare themselves for was like, what if they paint a certain picture of us as people mm-hmm. or personalities that, aren't our favorite. Yeah. You know, because they can, sometimes they can make a mockery of a person's personality or something like that. Something happens ridiculous, and it becomes, or they turn one tiny yeah. little moment into something 
big that it's not. Another example that I think of is um, we were actually interviewed and they made a sort of mini yeah. thing about us. And it's like, I said a whole, whole lot of things and you said a whole, whole lot of things and things were cut, you know, and put together where it's like, we said those things. Was that the broader story that we were trying to tell? No, no not necessarily. No. It wasn't. Um, and so, you know, you listen and you go, <laughs> ah, man, I wish, I wish people could have heard the, like everything that I said and my entire heart about, you know, these things, but you only have so much time yeah. and you have to <clears throat> like, we get that and it's discovery. And so they're looking for views. Um, and I don't want to yeah. just be like, well, it's just for, it's just for listens and it's kind of clickbaity because that's not true. It's yes not no. just clickbaity <laughs> or else there wouldn't be people going to jail and losing their jobs yeah. like and having investigations done by like federal organizations. Um, so, I mean, speaking to that, because we, we do have a finite amount of time, right? We can we can put the preamble on everything, but we, let's let's move forward a little bit. Like, I think everybody understands kind of what it is that we're trying to say is like, hey, good things and bad things. Just because there are good things in the organization doesn't necessarily overshadow or make way for the bad things that happen. And both of those things are pointed out. Uh, I'm sorry, it that is pointed out in both of the documentaries that we've just talked about with The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill that you can find on Spotify. I do recommend it. And also Hillsong Megachurch Exposed on Discovery Plus, which I also recommend. I think that both of these should be required viewing and listening for people in church leadership. Well, it just, it puts things into, into perspective as far as what we're doing here. If we're trying to make something bigger than just a relationship between a a few people, like if we're trying to, um, be something that affects tax status or buys property or has a propagation of the organization or anything like that, you're, you're taking a risk and this is a very real look at when those risks go go bad. You so know, there are very egregious things um, that are brought up in this documentary, and I mean, it goes all the way from th- things that I would consider on the lower end that are like all these things are big deals, right? But like, if we were talking yesterday with Caleb about grading on a scale, like mm-hmm. just because something is, you don't like it doesn't mean it's the worst thing or just because, you know, up against another thing, some really bad thing, you still have to have a starting point. Right. Right. <clears throat> so what I would consider kind of on the lower side of all that is just f- like money laundering and fraud and all of that stuff, like mm-hmm. crazy copious amounts of money issues mm-hmm. where just go watch the doc. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous. We're talking so much money. Um, <clears throat> going all the way up to what I would consider probably on the high end of the scale, um, which are, uh, and I don't know how to delicately, delicately put this, so I'm just going to dance as much as I can around it. Um, uh, inappropriate issues with minors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's as delicate as I can I can put that in this current time. Yeah. And then 
think of every shade of almost anything between those two points. Right. And that is what this organization, Hillsong, which <clears throat> we sing these things in our churches, right? Like we we buy their CDs or their, you know, their their albums on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Like we we engage, we go to their concerts when they come. When we do that, I don't personally believe that we are like engaged, like oh, I'd support all of the bad things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I stand with you. Like, I don't think that we're saying that. But once we know, once we once we know, not we think we know, but once we know the evidence has been presented, then we're we're left with the decision of continuing with that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's an interesting balance that we walk because <clears throat> I'm probably not going to go to a Hillsong concert or purchase a Hillsong CD, but that doesn't mean I'm going to take it off of my playlist. Well, I'm trying um, not to be hypocritical in that, but like those songs specifically, right? So they, they ring true with me. I mean, Hillsong between Hillsong and like passion those two platforms, I'm going to call them oh my platforms. Gosh. I don't know. They heavily influenced the way worship has kind of gone the way. And now take this with a grain of salt, because when I say worship, um, you always have this fine line between like worship in its truest form, what yeah. it actually is. And then you have like worship production. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I think that all worship production is bad or gross or anything like that. Because it's not mean, our stance. You were, yeah. you were a production like person yeah. at church and, you know, we see value in creating these kind of experiences. Um, yeah. Especially when you when read I say like creating experiences. I mean, just like trying to, make way for for people to have genuine mm-hmm. worship experiences with the Lord. All I'm going to say with that, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'll let you get back to it because I think it's important. All I'm going to say on that one is just go read the book of Revelation and then you tell me if that's not a production. I mean... You just I, tell me if that's not a production when you're like in the, in the throne of God, right? Well, I mean, it's like corporate worship is it's a thing. It's a, yeah. it's a thing that They're has not, happened. And it's a thing that will be happening. So the angels aren't sitting in the pews with no drums, um, just singing out of a hymnal. Like that's not, that's not a thing that's happening. Well, um, anyway, I win I, the conversation. Can we just agree that? I I'm, tr- I'm trying to say a thing. You keep on interrupting me. Um, so these two platforms have, have heavily intru- like influenced stuff. Um, finding out that <clears throat> one of them is corrupt and if I'm being honest, there are many big movements where I'm like, well, I was just waiting for it to come out. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because it's lurking anywhere you have human beings involved. It's lurking somewhere in there because yeah. we are terrible. People are terrible. Um, but to say it's kind of like, you know, when stuff came out about Rob Bell, that is like, what does he believe? He mm. believes what? Okay. Yeah, his can't like we're done. We're done with Rob Bell. His was uh, way more perceived and we, heresy. And than, we walk yeah, away. But, we walk away from things. But then it's like, but but I found value at, at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we talk about if, that all the time. What if a song from Hillsong or a sermon by a, a Hillsong 
leader or something like that. Like, what if that was a game changer for you? Yeah. And um, I was talking to somebody at a Bible study one time where we were talking about this question and she was, she said, it, it's important that we sort of make a distinction between a teaching and a teacher yeah. that just because a teacher ends up being corrupted or a teacher changes, that doesn't change the truth about what was taught at that time. The, sure. the teaching wasn't corrupt. The teacher was corrupted. God uses all kinds of people. I think that that's, and I, and I felt that way too about some of, um, what is it? Well, like some of Bethel's stuff there, it's a big controversy and has been for years about Bethel. And should we, should we like, they're not even biblical. Should we even participate in anything that they do? If you sing Bethel at your church, I won't attend that kind of thing. And I'm like, I do think that, theology good theology in our worship it's important is i it's it's paramount like yeah it's 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 more than just like important because those are the things that stick with us right right um but if you have a if bethel wrote a song that is biblically accurate and good theology i will sing it because i don't like it's not really about bethel and god at that point to me it's about my heart and God. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we can take that same stance with, you know, yeah. well, I, man, <laughs> Darnley and Sheck wasn't my thing, but like she was big with Hillsong for a while. And there were people who really wanted to shout to the Lord on yeah. the earth, let us sing. I mean, and that was like very, like to my parents. That vineyard movement, I mean, honestly, like that was we going to going back. We're not talking about just music, but that like that was huge. <clears throat> and so you have to give, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to give credit where credit is due at some point. But at the same time, you do not make, you don't make a way. Should I continue in sin that grace might abound? No, we're not going to do these things just because of the good things that are coming out of them. Oh, do, you know, well, it's fine. I know he did that, but look at all this great stuff. Right. And that's like. We're kind of getting down to the wire here on time and we need to move on from Hillsong like that. Legitimately speaking, when when all of these other things start coming out, we start talking about some of these other, uh, you know, th- there's an account out there on, on Instagram called Preachers and Sneakers. OK, and so the that in and of itself it's not a bad thing because it actually brings to light a lot of stuff. It kind of helps us right. to understand and if you don't know what that is, it's it's. <clears throat> Casting some light on the fact that some of the clothes that leaders of yeah. these big churches are wearing are, you know, thousands of dollars for a pair of shoes, yeah. thousands of dollars for a jacket. And it's like, is this good stewardship? This feels kind of icky. And let me let me say something before we get too far in, because I think that this is something that is super important that the church doesn't talk about nearly enough. And I think <clears throat> it'll help to kind of maybe for for everybody to go and kind of do their own research and think about it and pray about it right i do not stand in the camp that god is calling us all to live in this this life of poverty right right it's we're not saying that we don't need to pay ministers right. we're not saying that it's not okay if you are in church leadership to have nice things right um i'm probably not going to roll around in a rolls royce um, I'm not going to have, and sometimes those things are gifted to ministers. Yeah. 
Um, Even then, you got to be careful that, with that stuff. But it's like, golly, it's really a lot of um, yeah. expensive stuff. Yeah. So think like lavish living for the sake of lavish living. Just luxury, well, because, luxury, luxury. And I mean, there's just a certain level of status going on. I'm telling. Nobody needs a, a, a no. I'll, I'll say this right now. No, no pastor, and I'll. I'll go down swinging on this one. No pastor needs a thousand dollar pair of shoes. You just don't need a thousand dollar pair of shoes, man. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks, I'll give it to you because shoes are expensive. A nice pair of shoes are expensive. A thousand dollars for a pair of shoes you're going to wear twice. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Even no, thank if you. you were going to wear it more than twice. Uh, if that's the only pair of shoes you wear know. for five years. If you disagree with us on this. Come at no, I'm just kidding. You are welcome to try to change my mind. I will listen. I'm a reasonable person. Yeah, I, but I think that there is a, there, there's a crossover with the Venn diagram here, and so let's talk about a couple areas real quick. <clears throat> uh, Ravi Zacharias. All right, a lot of stuff came out with him. We're not going to camp here. Just Google it if you don't know what's right, up. Right, and and we'll probably talk about some of these things in the next, next segment section, too. Yeah. But we're just going to throw them out right now. So R- Ravi Zacharias. Um, after he passed away, a lot of really kind of de- dismaying things, deplorable. Like, yeah, it was very sad. Um, and this was a guy who like Ravi Zacharias, I had a lot of his books on our shelves and I'm like, Oh, throw them away. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. not where I'm at. I still have them. But like he, he's the guy that kind of opened up the concept of where Christianity fits in the midst of world religion mm-hmm. and, um, a lot of apologetics, tons of like, stuff like that. Huge leader in apologetics. So did he do great things? Yeah. Did it excuse him for the things that he did? Absolutely <laughs> not. Even not. Co- no. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. John Christ, yep. Christian comedian. Yep. Okay. Um, and I mean, where I fell in this conversation, many people may not agree with me on it, but it was a thing that happened mm-hmm. that was mm, icky. Yeah. It was bad. It, yeah. wasn't, it was not good. Nope. Um, and you can Google that one. Uh, and he is, he's now back on the scene. Okay. And varying levels of thought. Well, I can have another conversation about how I that. feel about that one too. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever have you there. Um, these last two that I want to talk to you about, uh, you may not know Creflo Dollar. Nope. Um, no idea. Is that a rapper? No. No, it's pastor. <clears throat> um, sounds like a rapper's it name. Sounds like a rapper. Flo Rida, Creflo <clears throat> Dollar. It is. It is a wealthy. The weekend. A wealthy pastor. A rapper, but... The weekend is a, it, <laughs> the last few days of the week. Um, he's a wealthy pastor who started a ministry, and his last name, at least the way that people call him, is Dollar. That in and of itself is problematic. Okay. Um, <laughs> See his real last. I'm, I'm, I'm googling. I'm not bubbling money him. bags. I'm googling him right now. One F. Creflo Dollar. Um, I'm not Bubba Moneybags. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Hmm. Um, and last but not least on I the list. this is a mugshot. Last but not least on the <laughs> on the list that we have for today, and please do your research on other things, is <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. <sighs> COVID-19. COVID-19. Our kids loved singing that song. Yeah. Uh, blow <sighs> the wind of God. I had a, it's yeah. it's creepy, um, creepy, creepy, creepy. That dude's straight up weird to me. I'm not going to lie. I just, I don't understand it. it I've never understand the televangelist thing. Did you know he's based out of Lubbock? 
I learned that today. Not surprised. I was today years old when I learned that. Anyway, not surprised. Uh, real quick, guess his net worth. Uh, you can see it in the doc. I saw it in the doc, but I'll let yeah. you share oh, it. Oh, what what is that? You you think it's one hundred and fifty million dollars? Uh, you're correct. They have fifteen hundred acres in Lubbock, Texas, like in that area of the world. They have fifteen hundred acres where their basic their ministry compound is. His private jet, um, probably it's several of them actually. Uh, and oh, yeah. Yeah. just like, I look at that stuff and I go, how about nah? How just, how about nah? You know, like you can be effective. You can get things done. When you end up in that place by, you know, profiting off of praying for people, yep. I'm like, yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, Creflo Dollar and Kenneth Copeland, these last two, they are prosperity gospel preachers. And so you can do with that information what you would like. Uh, but those are some of the, the, the like ministry leaders. And there are so many more friends. We did not even scratch the tip of the iceberg here. Um, but there are so many more that will take and use ministry money and power and authority and situational status and all sorts of things for their own personal gain. And so myself, as, as a ministry leader and somebody who's been on church staff, these are things that are always going through my mind. And when I look at the Mars Hill podcast, when I look at the Hillsong documentary, when I see all these other people out there, legitimately speaking, anybody else should be on notice because like I, there's about to be a wave that hits. I mean, the, the Mars Hill podcast opened a door in a big time, kicked it wide open, blew it off the hinges. And so the Hillsong documentary, they didn't make it because of the Mars Hill podcast because that's not how production works. But things that have not been made yet that have seen those two things, we're gonna see things about mm -hmm. a lot of other pastors and preachers mm -hmm. and ministry leaders come out in the next mm -hmm. couple of years. So just buckle up, friends. It's also interesting to know that like when the Mars Hill documentary was made, it wasn't made in the midst of what was happening or oh, even was. directly after, like things have quieted down. People have gone their separate ways. They have tried to heal. They've tried to find meaning and all of those things. Um, Hillsong, it was like, uh, that oh. came out 10 days ago and now we're finding out, not 10 days ago, 10 but, days but ago at the time, the time that we watched yeah. it, like maybe it had come out 10 days ago and like two days ago there had been arrests made. Yeah, like it was and crazy. It was like, Whoa. It's while like we watching were, in real time. While we were watching it, Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> and this isn't like a, oh, it's a series of shows that are going to be released every Tuesday. It was like the series is done. You can watch all of it on the, on that episode. It it's, it had a March date mm -hmm. and we were like, holy crap. That again, that was the, the revelation was like, that was 10 days ago. And then after the podcast or after that, that video released, then we heard airplane much told you, you're going to hear some things, friends. Um, after after it released, you could go and you could listen to Brian Houston say, "Ah, oh, the documentary is out," and you know it's Brian. Brian Houston is the pastor or was the pastor of Hillsong in Australia and you know starter of the whole movement. After that, he resigned because things kept coming out about him. People like 
churches. Um, yeah, he was resigned and taken to to jail. Yep. Yeah. Well, he stepped, but he stepped down as pastor. Like he stepped down from the ministry, and so like pastors that were part of Hillsong Atlanta, Hillsong Phoenix, Hillsong wherever, whatever, they removed themselves right. from basically the denomination of Hillsong. And so it just legitimate guys, this is, this is a thing that's happening and you can be like, Oh, well it's whatever. It's other people. You don't, you must, you must not fully understand exactly how much these larger churches, which are not the norm for churches, the average church in America, regardless of what is in your, your area, what's in your city, the average church in America is about a hundred people. So these 35,000, 60,000 people megachurches with multiple campuses, those are not the norm, but they are what actually drive the culture of these smaller churches. Our church has about 2,500 people on the books, 3,000 people, uh, average attendance anywhere from five to 700 people, right? Like that's kind of where our church is. Still heavily the influenced. The megachurch of our area still heavily influenced by Bethel by Hillsong mm -hmm. by you know all of mm -hmm. these other major churches out there and so it it influences you and your church and these are things that you should know and that you should see because corruption doesn't just happen on a macro scale it also happens on a micro scale as well as well so as well as well, well. Ooh, trademark that's my word now we're making new words now um, just when you thought you've heard all the words <laughs> So don't just think, oh man, that really sucks for those big churches because it can happen in your small church too. And some might oh. even say it's easier oh, the smaller yes. the church. So oh, yes. in uh, our next segment, this is the teaser right here. In our next segment, you're, you're going to want to stick around because we are going to be talking about some safeguards that we can put up and also some things that we can institute that will help us to identify possibly some of the thing, these things that are going on and the best way for the darkness to be eliminated is for the light to be introduced to it. Um, whether that's <laughs> bringing the light to it or us dragging the darkness into the light, either way. Um, but hey, we've got more on that, really something that's near and dear to our heart here, right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention, because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is power cookies. You know what? Maybe you haven't heard this term. In fact, it might have been the late 80s since this was in any nerd's common vernacular. But hey, we're here. Let's do it. Power cookies are the large pellets in the game of Pac-Man that powers up Pac-Man to allow him to eat the ghosts that are chasing him. And the idea behind these power cookies actually spawned an economic term called the Pac-Man defense, which is when a company that is about to be acquired instead takes over the hostile company that was attempting to acquire it, thus eating the thing that was chasing it down. So the next time you're cheering on your kid in a game of Pac-Man after you both fell through a rip in time, you can tell him to grab the those power cookies so you can become a ghost muncher because now you understand that reference.
Welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And today we're talking about everybody's favorite subject. Church, church scandal. Cor- scandal. Corruption. I was going to say corruption because we'd already established that it was corruption. You want a scandal. <laughs> I, you know, I know we have, I don't know if I'm going to say this is a good episode of this because it's not really my call. We'll see later. Um, but this is one of those where I'm like, ah. I just have more to say. Oh, I have more to say 100%. than we have 100%. time for. And I'm like, maybe we should just do like four episodes. Let's do four episodes. Oh, that's what everybody wants is four episodes on <laughs> church corruption back to back. Maybe they do. These documentaries maybe are pretty. Everybody loves. That's why um, like tabloids exist. Oh, we could do that like, like the sun, but like S-O-N. Oh, yuck. No, and, and that's like that. the Babylon Bee, basically. Like when I went and Googled Creflo Dollar, when I found a lot of strange pictures of him. One of them, one of the main ones, though, was a Babylon Bee one where they had like photoshopped him just in front of <laughs> stacks of stacks and stacks and love stacks it. of cash. Oh, I love it. Yeah. His net worth is like the pennies compared to Kenneth Copeland. Really? Yeah. He's like 14 mil compared to Kenneth Copeland's 150. Yeah. Oh, yuck. so anyway, okay. uh, we are we are one hundred percent talking about church corruption, and in the previous segment, we kind of look at a couple of examples of how this might might have gone down. Now, we focused a lot on the monetary, and the reason we focused on the monetary is not because um, the infidelity or the uh, heinous acts with minors, or um, you know, uh, d- diminishing of culture or um, gender mm-hmm. or sexuality, not because any of that stuff's not important. It's just a lot more difficult uh. to talk about and articulate without using all those words and talking about specific things. That's another very interesting thing yeah. about the timing of this documentary that one of the really, one of the couples that they interview a lot is a Ukrainian church, yeah. like, um, <clears throat> pastor and his wife and how yeah, they're like Hillsong Ukraine. This is, this is what was like that they have kind of distanced themselves from Hillsong. Um, but it's like this, these are the expectations that were placed on us when we were part of this organization that just do not carry over to our culture. And but they you don't know, care. They didn't, well, right, they, 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 the ways didn't that care, we were yeah. basically taken advantage of, um, in the midst of this huge crisis yeah. that Ukraine is in the middle of and we're praying for. And so it makes it that you're like, they are over there now. Yeah. Fighting somewhere. for their lives. Yeah. Well, like, and fighting you for the ch- big C church in Ukraine. Like, I don't know. It is just where it's like, they have bigger things going on. I mean, than raising $15,000. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a thing. And so like, I just wanted to say that we completely understand all of that and we do not endorse it. There's only so much, like I said, there's like, we want to say a lot of things. You can only focus on, you know, certain facets and really explore them because there are so many yeah. that could be and and should be, but we can't do them all on and this podcast. And to be fair, we, we do want to be sensitive 
to the listeners. Um, want to give you good content as best as we possibly can while not talking about overly sensitive material. So we'll let people like, you know, uh, Discovery Plus and, you know, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let them do that and other people and maybe even in, in closed conversations where it's not absolutely things to talk about publicly. But just know that LTN, Love Thy Nerd and the Church Nerds, like we just do not endorse any of that stuff. And so that's really what this entire section here is about is what are some of the ways that we can avoid and maybe even identify, help identify these pitfalls as churches or Christian organizations? Because like Love Thy Nerd, we're not a church. I don't think that we're ever going to be a church. That's not a goal of ours. It's not even on our roadmap, but we are a parachurch organization, which means that we help support the church, either local or global or what have you. And we try and help people that are that are in church or seeking, you know, that kind of relationship with Jesus to find those moments of encouragement. That is a glorious sound. Do you enjoy sound. that sound of nature right now? I liked now? that. I didn't like, I hope that comes through in the recording. It was a bird. If you what didn't, pre- I, it has to, I can hear it. What a pretty I bird. I know that you hear it, but then I put a lot of like oh, compression okay. and stuff. Well. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I got it's distracted like by a bird. It's like we're doing this in a conservatory or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> so, what are some of the ways that we can we can kind of identify and, and avoid these pitfalls? And that is, it's not a rhetorical question. We're going to answer some of that. I just want everybody to know that we at LTN are doing a complete overhaul, like a like an organizational restructure, because we saw some things that were not working for us. Nothing even remotely close to any of the stuff that we've talked about, but we saw that we weren't. Um, like honoring and valuing our people. Um, and so, you know, we had some of our founders that just, just decided that this wasn't a thing that they could offer that much time to anymore, but the ministry itself still needed that fuel to move forward. And I don't mean the, the blood, sweat, and tears of the people in it. We are not going to sacrifice people on the altar of ministry. It's just not what we're going to do, dot, 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 anymore. Um, and so in order to do that, we have to create some some major structural um, changes. And so we're thinking about a lot of these things because we haven't made way for some of them to be done. And so the very first thing, Anna, you got that look on your face like you want to say I something. I do want to say something. Just, um, I actually was listening to um, our lovely Canadian friend, Al. Al. I was listening to his, po- his More About Jesus podcast. That's not what it's called. The More About Jesus podcast. That's not what it's called. <laughs> you want me to say I it? I want you to say it. Al, I was listening to the podcast and I was just like, I can tell it's a Canadian podcast because it's like the More About Jesus podcast. More About, more about. <laughs> more about Jesus yeah. podcast. And she, Al, she loved that. She stopped I, the podcast. It, I stopped it. I was she like, came I, in this here. is my favorite. Yeah. This is my favorite. Um, anyway, one of the things that I really appreciated as I was listening to this episode that he had was um, cause he was, he was talking about like lust and he was talking about how many conversations he has been a part of about lust, like in men's ministry, it's a big topic and how hopeless 
he would often feel coming away from these conversations because it's like, this is a really hard battle and we're always going to struggle it. And you just get to the end of it and it's just like, I guess we just struggle until we die (laughs) and not feeling like you're ever going to have victory, that it's always just going to be like, and yes, like following Jesus is work. But he was like, I think it's really important that we talk about the fact that there's hope in this conversation, like we have to have room for hope in this. And I think when we're talking about trying to follow Jesus on an organizational level, we have to have hope in that too, because there's a lot of times I can look at this and be like, is there any way this is a very like camel through the eye of a needle thing for me sometimes, even literally, because we are talking about money. We're talking about wealth and riches and things that come along with status and a following. And, um, and so it's like, how is it possible for anyone to be saved? That was the question that people asked Jesus. How can this even happen? And he was like, what is impossible with man is impossible with God, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's hope. There is hope that we can do this. Um, and that is, I think, what we're trying to do here, because do not get me wrong, and we're going to keep talking about this. We have to take a hard look at these things. It is risky yeah. to start an organ, a Christian organization. It is risky to start a church and start accepting people's money. 100%. It is risky to start hiring staff. And it is risky to try to minister to vulnerable people because you are with them in a vulnerable state, which yeah. means you are a hair's breadth away from taking advantage of them sometimes. Yes. And so that is heavy. Yeah, that's a heavy burden to bear, but it is not something that is hopeless. And that's what we're trying to kind of help everybody understand. So let's let's try and find the hope in that. If I can just yeah, you feel better. Sermon yeah. over. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> All right. So the very first thing that I have I have down here, and I think that this is um, I don't I don't I don't know of a lot of things that are going to unseat this for me. Um, transparency. Right. We're personally big advocates of, you know, transparency in our lives, in our life group, any of the things that we lead. Now, sometimes I struggle against, like, I find myself pulling on layers of opacity Mm -hmm. because transparency is difficult. I don't really want people in my business. I don't want people judging the things we do or the purchases that we make or different things where it's like, um, like we did pretty well um, just living off of donations and you had some yeah. other jobs and things like that. And it's like, I didn't really want people to know s- certain times what that we were doing well, because it's like, but if they think that we're doing well, what if they stop giving? And then yeah. next month we're actually sunk. Like it, I don't want people to know that we're doing okay, which is like, why should that be? Mm-hmm. Why should I want to keep that in the dark yeah. that we're doing okay? Um, which, you know, financial situations change all the time and ours has changed yeah. since then. 100%. But it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I struggle with that within myself yeah. on a regular basis. So organizationally, um, even, you know, Like you, you have to start with the man in the mirror, right? Like you want to be the change that you want to see in the world. If there's an organizational thing that you want done, um, to change, to happen in your, in your church or in your ministry or in your family or in your relationship, whatever it is, anything that's outside of you personally, 
you have to first do that thing. We're talking about leadership with LTN, uh, with our leadership team. And in that, you, you, have, you have to lead. You have to lead by example. And so that's really what I'm talking about here is all these things, anything that we list here, you do it. You do it first. If you are able to, if it applies to you, like you personally. do it first, right? So transparency. In an organization, this is going to look a thousand different ways. One of the easiest ways is just to be like, hey, here's all the money we took in. Here's all the money that went out and here's where it went. And if that terrifies you, you need to check your spending. Churches, healthy churches have business meetings yep. and they share their budgets. A lot of them share them online yeah. that you can just go and Anybody download. Anybody can, yeah. You can just, right, but they, they it's on their websites. Yeah. yeah, anybody can get it. And so that's the thing that I, I, I tell people regularly. I'm like, look, if if we are doing something and we can't defend it, then we don't need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. If we're making purchases and we can't defend those purchases and not like, well, you, you just don't understand. Like if I cannot articulate to you why we needed an RTX, you know, an, an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080, like if I can't articulate that to you, then we don't need the thing. If you don't know what those things mean, it probably means you don't know how much it costs. It's either. a very fancy graphics card. It's yeah. an expensive graphics card, right? And so I can articulate why I have one of those in my machine. Now that one, that particular one was was donated to me. Mm-hmm. But if we were to go out and purchase that, which I would consider for at least one person in our organization, for that to be a purchasable item, a good use of that money, I need to be able to convey that. And so that's where the transparency comes, is A, being able to show it, and then B, being able to back it up and not going, well, you just don't understand. You'll mm-hmm. know, you you just won't understand. Because that doesn't help your case. If anything, it makes you look yeah. more guilty. Well, and it's not loving because you're actually, you're being dismissive and you're minimizing, like yep. you're making somebody else small. Speaking of that, um, being dismissive and relationships and people in, in general, accountability. Accountability, buddy. I love that. I don't know anybody else that uses that word. That's Trademark Bubba Salk up. I love that. You need an accountability buddy. And for an organization, that means that you have the transparency, but you also have cohorts like you have, uh, you know, coworkers or people that are on your level that you talk about. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking at getting getting this this piece. Um, What do you can I can I pitch can I pitch to you? And you tell me honestly what you think. Yeah. Well, uh, so tax status. Non nonprofit organizations are required to have like you can't just have one person who calls the shots like you have to have a board. You have to have yep. these certain things. And this is why they do that, because it like they don't want it all to come down to one person who then ends up corrupted because the Absolutely. IRS knows that people become corrupted. Yeah, 100%. Like God knows it. And the IRS knows it. Yeah, God and the IRS. Yeah. And so. um but I think too, like it's possible as well for even groups of people oh, 100%. to become corrupted together 100%. because culture changes, insidious things creep in. Um, when the other documentary uh, about social media, which was called, yeah. what was it called? Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. Um, they emphasize the importance in there about like, it's really it's, it's very important to keep different viewpoints in your feed and to seek them out. Like you need challenges oh, you, because that checks certain things. And so on your staff, 
you sometimes like it's not okay for everybody in there to just all i know that we want unity we want like-mindedness but you have to have people who you don't agree with all the time to be like um actually you need to reword that actually that viewpoint is dismissive of this people group actually I'm having a hard time justifying that expenditure. I don't yeah. know that we're being judicious with yeah. the way that we're actually you're taking advantage of volunteers and using them like tools, yep. you know, et cetera. So like is somebody in your life or somebody's in your life and your organization that you have to, you have to pitch to. And honestly, like we're not even using accountability in the way that the church uses it the most, which is like, moral and sexual accountability and that's, stuff like that. Uh, that is the number one association that I have. And that's probably, you know, growing up in the middle of purity culture. Yeah. So, and don't get me wrong. Crazy important. Absolutely. Crazy important. You don't believe me. Just go watch the Hillsong documentary. Uh. Okay. Um, or look at any number of cases that your church or other churches in your area might've had about moral failures. Right. Okay. So the the Billy Graham rule uh, about, you know, that he would not be with a woman alone without like, you know, mm-hmm. without his wife. Sure. Um, as I said before, I keep waiting for for uh, scandals to come out on people. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh. Billy Graham and Mr. Rogers, man, like if if anything came out about either of them, it be would crushed. be very yeah difficult for me to handle, but it's like, I know it's a possibility, but Billy Graham was pretty careful um, and set up some of these boundaries for himself, these accountability kinds of rules, I think because he was aware of the possibility for corruption there. Well, I mean, it's, it's there with everybody. Everybody's aware of it, but it's like, it doesn't matter. It's not enough just to know you have to take action on that. Yeah. So speaking of action, um, I think that one thing that's missing from a lot of this stuff is, and this, this one is, this one's kind of, kind of dark consequence. There needs to be a healthy fear of consequence. We talk about this kind of stuff, um, all the time where like, uh, you know, we'll say, oh, you know, our, our dogs don't have a healthy fear of the vacuum. Like if the vacuum, <laughs> if the vacuum caught them, they would hate that a lot. Right. But they just don't know. They're not worried about that vacuum because, you know, whatever. It's, it's they just, don't know what it's, it's, it's capable of. So I think that these documentaries coming out, I, what I'm hoping is that it kind of institutes consequence, like it re, reissues consequence into the equation here um, so that people see, uh, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I would be okay with that. A little bit of repentance, a little bit of, you know, reconciliation with people that you've wronged. Uh, before you have to be publicly maligned, that might be a good deal. That might be healthy for your organization and or the church, right? And so, but I think that this all leads back to consequence. Like I I think that there needs to be a a hard line for consequence, period. And I don't know what those things are. I think they're going to vary, you know, based on whatever. But anytime I hear, "Uh, well, we have an internal investigation going on, I'm like, oh, great. So nothing's going to happen. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. And we saw that beyond just the church, um, things like the, um, you know, Dr. Nasser with the Olympics yep. and stuff like that. Oh, there were lots of internal investigations going on. Yeah. But I, nothing I got your internal done. investigation right here, friend. 
Um, yeah. yeah, let's 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 get some public consequence like, going on. I get that we're worried about the you know what hitting the fan mm-hmm. and people finding out, but sometimes it's like, is that loving to yeah. to a victim? No. Um, I'm I'm gonna be real with you, and like I know that when we talk about all this stuff, like these these things could happen to me. Like if I if things go unchecked for too long, my my flesh will win, my sin will will v- have victory over me. Right? Um, if I keep giving into the things and I don't fight against them, I don't do the hard thing, which means the things that God is calling me to do. If I don't do those things, I can end up on this list. You know, maybe not necessarily in in the same way that these guys are. I don't think my net worth is ever going to be one hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, but you know, you have I, to be smarted in at like moving your assets around for that, right? And I, I don't, we're not, we're I, dumb. I don't have any. We're assets. dumb at that. Um, so, like, I I know that this this can be me, and so understanding that there is consequence that like every action for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Like, I know these things. Personally speaking, they're not the things that drive me, but they help. Like, it's important to understand this is real. So I think um, every now and again, you kind of got to, you know, I talk about this, you know, maybe not on the podcast, but like in real life, sometimes you just got to, you know, squash a mosquito against the wall and you leave it there. (laughs) So all the rest of the mosquitoes know this is what's waiting for them. You know, I don't know if that's effective or not, but like, that's my brain thinking, I'm coming for you, right? Like, I want people to understand it's not good. It's not okay. It's not healthy for you to do what you're doing. Um, and I think a mosquito is a perfect example for what we're doing here. It's, a, it's nobody loves mosquitoes. Yeah. So it's, it's a good example. Hey, moving, moving kind of quickly here because we're actually already out of time, but we're going to keep going. Um, <laughs> you wrote down here, this is a spiritual attack versus this is a well, consequence of our actions. Right. Really so quickly, what does that mean? If consequences are finding you, Like it's possible that you have been personally or organizationally in a position where stuff like you start running into these roadblocks and people start going, uh, what, um, how you handle that once you're in the midst of it is really important that you have to handle it with humility and you have to accept the consequences of your own actions because uh, with the organizations where things go horribly wrong, Without fail, what I see from their leadership, or at least their spokespeople Mm -hmm. who are leading the charge is, oh, Satan, he's just trying to silence us. This is a spiritual attack. He just, he wants us to stop the work that we're doing here. And it's like, uh, maybe you do need to stop work for just a little bit. And we need to talk about how, about the consequences of your actions. This is not a spiritual attack. This is justice. This is you know, the Lord, Yeah. sometimes, sometimes we're punished. I know, like, I know this is, gets a little hairy because I don't think it does us any good to live in fear and hunched over. Like, uh, if I, if I do, you know, these things that God's going to put, I don't want to be punished by God or for every little thing to be like, Oh, it's a punishment from God and not, well, we live in a broken world where there's sin. Okay. So your baby dying or something happening to you is not always God is punishing me. Like that's not it. But sometimes uh, we sin 
and then the consequences of those of sin finds us and that in a in a certain like that can be god's punishment it's really and yeah, we need to accept that really important distinction to make um i had a part in this this is not just a spiritual attack yeah there is there is a very very earthly um this this side of eternity uh consequence for sin there and, is like it's not just a, a forever like unchecked forever separation from from god it's like no, your life's going to suck a lot, dude. Like, right. And it, and we give in to that, like trying to explain things and justify things to ourselves until we end up in this weird, distorted world yeah. where anybody else looking at it from the outside is like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. This is, there's no truth in this. None, none true. So that, that was my comment there is just accepting, accepting your responsibility for your actions. Uh, the next thing would be to identify if you're in a cult or a megachurch. And I think or like what you're building too. Okay. What you're building. Fair enough. Yeah. So, but it's the identification, the identification, identification period, right? Of like, Hey, is this a cult or is it a megachurch period? Or just a church church in general. Cause I don't think that a lot of, of either of those start out large. They usually start out pretty small. And so, um, just kind of helping yourself identify that and looking through at some of the other things that we've talked about, checking a lot of things that they say and do versus, uh, you know, against scripture mm-hmm. is a good thing of that. Like, are you building this based on one figurehead yep. and one spokesperson? Is this a cult of personality? Well, that leads into the next one. Are you running the risk of celebrity? So when you build something on the back of one person or one person, several persons, right? Then you start to see kind of where things can decay almost immediately. And this is, yeah, this is one of the things that feels very dangerous to me where I'm like, this is, this is like a camel in the eye of a needle issue right here. So with LTN, some of the stuff that we've done is like, we're using another phrase around the office. That's, Hey, if we want to create a love thy nerd that exists without us, we have to make it a love thy nerd. That's not about us. Right. So like this Mm -hmm. organization has to not be about us. And we built it basically, you know, we're following the thing that we felt like God was calling us to do, but then all of the actual practical application of the things were built around us. What are our limitations? What are the things that we can and cannot do? Um, and yeah, and partially like people love to follow people and we've seen this over and over and it feels like a very heavy burden to me yeah. that you are really good on the air. You're really good on camera. Um, you're fun. You know how to fill awkward spaces. And so it's easy to watch you. And there was this moment in time in the organization where it was like, if you and Matt were not heading the thing up. Nobody would want to watch it. Nobody would watch it. Yeah. And then it's so then kind of giving into that and being like, well, if we want people to watch it, then we have to be on it. But then it's like, well, what if you can't, what if you can't hear you that burden? And then also all of that attention, like there, this thing happens to us when people, we get all the likes and we're in like this, we become proud. We feel powerful. Yeah. All of these different things that are the whole reason why God was like, don't have Kings. Yeah. Maybe not though. Um, we kind of become Kings of something. And then that goes to our heads. And I feel that even with like the podcast, I actually, it's funny because I know nothing about our metrics. Hardly like I'll check in every once in a while and be mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh, cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> but I don't, it's, 
it's not really like my Instagram posts or my, this is probably one of the more selfless things that I, yeah, I mean, that we I probably do. should do a little bit more marketing, but maybe, but I just don't really, you're trying to stay so far away from because it because I'm like, I don't want to feel, I don't want like, I'm very, I don't want to be an influencer because I, I'm not strong enough for that. Like I am too vain. Yeah. I would become not, it wouldn't be good. Um, and that's, like what we have to be careful yeah. about. Um, cults do use this all the time. 100%. You see Scientology using it, which is a, there's huge parallels between Hill and Scientology to me. Uh, not, um, not just to you. And it's like, it's easy to do. We want to hire really big name yeah. people to come to our concerts so that we can get people to our community events and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, is that the cult of personality good? cult of personality? You nailed it when you said that. So that's the identification part of it, right? Like, uh, are you becoming, are you creating celebrity status with yourself or other people in your organization or personally, the way to combat that is literally to give the spotlight away. And this isn't a pat on the back or an attaboy, but that's, just like that's what we we're trying like to do. You're trying to create we're that trying, a sort of policy. Well, not policy, but like common practice. Yeah, and I mean, like it's it's one of those things where we knew here at Love Thy Nerd that that was what we were creating was this cult of personality. Not necessarily we're making a cult, which looks really good to people. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Ooh, you're super legit. You're you know super yeah. cool." But it's like. But at the same time, it's careful. like, hey, in order for us to grow as an organization, these are things that we have to do, period. Um, because anything that's built on the back of one person or a very small group of people is not sustainable in the long term. And you can make a very strong case that anything that's not necessarily sustainable um, will will not impact the kingdom long term. Uh, because you, when you have a very short mindset, a very small mindset, then you do very small things. Now, that's not saying... Here comes a preamble, right? Postamble. It's not saying that God doesn't use small things for long-term goals, but we have we have a lot of people these days. You know who you are, and you're probably not even listening to this, but you know who you are, who use God. I feel God's calling me to do this. God wants me to do this, and then you do nothing. God's not calling you to do nothing. God's calling you to action. He's calling you to to grow the kingdom, to advance it. The things that He wants us to do are big things. Even if they seem small to you, they are big to him. Like he wants you to be a part of the story that he's doing and creating. So when we take even the call of God, starting a church, yada, 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 doing all these things, and we twist that and distort it into um, this money-making scheme or a way to hurt or devalue people or to, to break other people down so that we can be lifted mm -hmm. high. Like using building God's kingdom as a facade where you're sort of building your own internal empire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when we do yeah. that, nah, we're missing the whole point. So I would, I would personally say, try sharing the spotlight, give it away at times completely. Right. Um, and we call that platform sharing at LTN. Right. And so maybe try it. Mm -hmm. And it goes, it goes kind of counter to what people want to do. Cause usually it's like, well, I want to, I want the listeners, I want the viewers to come here. And if they're going other places, well then they can't come here. So they all need to come here. Let's talk very specifically real quick. Cause we're super out of time, but yeah, pastors keep, keep talking, right? Okay. So, so senior pastors I'm calling you out guys, Ooh. pulpit sharing, 
Yeah. Right? Like, I think that that should be something that's done. I'm not saying just let anybody onto the mm-hmm. stage, but I'm saying you've got gifted, talented people right. probably on your staff. Right. That God has called to share the gospel. Yep. And also there are people that are going to come through. There are people that you know. There are people that can speak a good, truthful word, a great word into the heart of your congregation, mm-hmm. community leaders, whatever it is. Vet the people, coach them, train them up, do all that stuff, but share that platform. And it can feel risky. 100%. Because we're all in second grade again. And there's like this, well, what if, what if, what if they speak and then my congregation likes them better than me? Oh my gosh, dude. Like what if they want to be their friend and not my friend? Uh, Spoiler alert. They (laughs) freaking will because Um, it's, people are fickle. Or, or what if I invited this person and they totally bomb and we had guests that week who don't come back. Spoiler alert. They will. Like that's the risk, right? But it's this a is risk. this is what it means to build the kingdom. If you want pastors, you need to be able to leave whether to another calling, an appointment, or you need to be able to go on vacation to spend time with your family to create that margin for your ministry. You also need to be able to be sick without feeling guilty, right? Mm -hmm. So there needs to be this margin and senior pastoring from the pulpit on a Sunday morning, like this is an easy target for me to shoot at, but- Because you never were one. You're right. I wasn't. But mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've had that space. I've had senior pastors that have allowed me to be on stage and to, to share and preach. And honestly, all the things that Anna said were things that happened when I was on stage. We had guests that people came in never, that never, never came back. Come back. We had people that asked me all the time, <laughs> hey, why don't you be the senior pastor? You're way better than blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, freaking stop. All right. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. You know? So anyway, but I, I do think that it's important that when you try and build something on the back of one person or a very small group of people, in our case, you know, six founders, you have to share that load across other people. So what we're trying to do, and this is in a, a fancy organizational way of saying discipleship, we're creating leaders of leaders within our organization. So uh, anytime I'm meeting with somebody, I'm like, hey, uh, who are you bringing along to to teach? Who, who are you? Who are you training to do what you do, how are you? How are you basically working yourself out of the current position that you're in? Mm-hmm. How are you doing that? Because that's important. Because mm-hmm. that's what's going to create longevity. All right, we're not we're not mm-hmm. looking at high turnover. We're looking at longevity. Mm-hmm. So, um, those are some of the things that are on our heart. Uh, we did go a little bit long. All in right, this. we're about halfway through this segment. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but hey, we want to hear from you again. Hit us up on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN. Um, you can find us in the LTN community. Um, just search for Love Thy Nerd um, in Facebook, and we've got a, a Facebook page and also a community that you can join. Also on Discord lovethynerd.com slash discord. We'd love to chat with you there. Anywhere that you want to find us, please hang out with us. Tell us what you think. Some of the things that you've seen happen, some of the things that you've seen um, work, the fixes, because like that's that's really the redemption story. Those are the ones that we want to hear. I've Everybody in their freaking grandma has an example of when something went wrong. Do you have an example of when things went wrong with them were fixed or were corrected before they went completely off the rails? I'm interested in those stories as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will have a nerdy recommendation for you. And we will also have the Church Nerds Weekly Verse right here on the Church Nerd Podcast.
What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we do have two nerdy recommendations for you. You never guess what they are. You might guess. You're, you probably already guessed. Just go watch the Daggum Hillsong documentary and listen to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Those are our recommendations. No. These are for grown-ups. Yeah. Just letting you know there's some swear words. There's some talk about some unsavory things because that yep. is what this entire thing is about. And so uh, don't maybe listen to them with little ears in the room. Just yes. to say that. Big ears only. Yes. Moderately sized ears. Okay. Uh, but seriously, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, we listen to it on Spotify. I'm mm-hmm. going to assume that it is on other platforms as well. Just Google it. We will have a link to it on our website at lovethynerd.com slash church nerds. And just click on this episode's page and it'll yep. take you straight to it. And he did say Google it. I just want pe- people to not be confused. Yes. I, I won't say I'm not an idiot, but I have said Google for so long <laughs> that it just falls out of my face when I'm trying to say Google. Uh, um, there's a large contingency. Well, I say a large contingency. There's there there's a vocal minority of of our people, um, highly that like the Moviga guys and, and Frost. They say starting bing to it. say bing it. Yeah, just bing it. Nobody should bing. Nobody bings anything. anything. Why would you tell people that? Do you because hate it's them? hilarious. It is That's hilarious. Why. Oh yeah, no, you just but, bing it. Or let me ask Jeez real quick. You know, I used to say that. Is one. that? That's not a real. No, that, like it's, it, not it's anymore. Done. That's all oh, the way. I th- dead. Actually, I think it's still. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm a duck duck go man okay. myself. So no, you're not. Uh, I Chrome used to be. <laughs> or bust. Um, anyway, Google. go go Google, Google. yeah, just go check that stuff out. There will be links on the episode page on our website. Google goggle. And also the Hillsong documentary, Hillsong Mega Church Exposed. I believe the only place currently to watch it is Discovery Plus. So you're going to have to cough up the five dollars for the month. And I'm sorry, but it's I think that's five bucks well spent. Yeah. Personally speaking. Yeah. Just don't forget to cancel. Yeah, cancel cancel it when you're done. Yep. Yep. Hey, we also have a church nerds weekly verse for you. We do. Um, so we're actually going to read out the message today, which mm. is not usually what we do. Speaking of heresy, which yeah. it's a paraphrase, yeah. um, but like we liked message. the way it phrased this. So, uh, Titus chapter two, 11 through 14 says God's readiness to forgive and forgive is now public. Salvation's available. God's readiness to, to give. What did I say? To forgive and forgive. forgive. And forgive. Let me start yeah. over. From the top. Everybody back to one. <laughs> God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. I was wondering why that didn't make sense. <laughs> oh, he forgives and forgives. No, yeah, that sounds like God. Yeah. 
Salvation is available for everyone. We're being shown how to turn our backs on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life. This new life is starting right now and is whetting our appetites for the glorious day when our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this pure, good life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. Yeah, I just, when we were looking for a verse that kind of captured what it is that we're talking about, and not just, oh, let's find a, a verse about church corruption. That'll be fun. <laughs> but like where we're actually trying to get to is change. Yeah. And this... Anna, you, when you when you brought it up, you brought it up in the way that you learned it. Right. Um, to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. In this present age, and I was KJV, like, oh, man, baby, really like that. That man, how, how beautiful is that? And then we searched for it, and we found this message. When I was like, man, I really like this because it kind of takes the whole idea and the concept of stop, do better. Mm. You know, and I like that. You know, and uh, just if you have some time today, just read. Uh, more, whole, more of Titus. Titus is short and fire. It's just good. Mm -hmm. Just yep. good. Um, hey, you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all of the major platforms each and every Friday morning. Also right here on LTN Radio. And if you're not right here on LTN Radio, go check them out. LTNOnAir.com. There's a lot of really awesome stuff. Um, the best Christian hip hop, rop, rop. <laughs> Pop, pop sockets Christian pop what sockets what is happening to this podcast right now hip hop rap and indie there rock, you go rock hip hop rap and indie I'm not even gonna try um, Matt, it's, Radio Matt's way better at saying that than I am and I yeah. don't have it written down I was trying to do it from memory <laughs> <laughs> it's it, basically what it is we're trying to tell you Matt Radio Matt is that your job is safe so. Yeah, you're good at what you do. <laughs> what can I say? And so just go check that out. If you have the Live 365 app, you can search for LTN Radio and you can listen in your car and all sorts of good stuff. It's fantastic. It's a lot of stuff that you either haven't heard for a very long time or you've never heard ever. And um, a lot of good discoveries on that on that radio station. And Radio Map puts a lot of effort and energy into that. And so you should definitely Some go nostalgia to too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Darlene, check though. So never heard of her. Um, but hey, go check that out. And then also, you can find us on, like I said, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all the, all the things. We're all over the place. And if you can't find us in any of those places, lovethynerd.com slash church nerds, all one word. Hey, uh, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves nerds. <laughs> <laughs>